You're listening to the Fearless Business Podcast. You're in the best place to learn about how to grow a business, get more clients, and make more money without fears and limitations, all while having fun in the process. Robin Waite is the founder of Fearless Business, a business accelerator helping coaches, consultants, and freelancers double their income and more. Now here's your host, Robin Waite. Welcome back, everybody. This is the next episode of the Fearless Business Podcast. This is a slightly unusual episode. It's a recording from one of the client sessions which we ran at the start of February 2023. At the start of every month on our weekly coaching calls that we have with clients, we uh, run something called an OKR session. For those who don't know, OKR stands for Objectives and Key Results. These are effectively success factors. They determine whether you're going to have a good month, a mediocre month, or a poor month. And generally speaking, when people don't set OKRs, they don't set goals for themselves in their business, they don't tend to get really good results because they've got nothing really which they're aiming for. We found OKRs the thing which um, creates a North Star for many of our clients. So as I mentioned, OKR stands for objectives and key results. Generally speaking, they work on either a monthly basis or you can set them for a yearly basis or even longer than that. There's a great book which is called Measure What Matters, which I would highly recommend, which will introduce you to the concept of OKRs if you're interested in reading up more. How we use it, though, is um, we want to define a North Star for our clients' business. Typically, we do it at the start of every month. So they've got something to work on for the next 30 days, which is clear and specific and is going to move the needle a lot. How OKRs differ from goal setting, for example, though, is that goal setting generally um, has, you talk about smart goals, specific, measurable, actionable, realistic, time-bound. And they're okay to a point, but what I've discovered is that, goal, and I talk about goal setting a lot, to be fair, but I found that if you don't set the right goals, they can demotivate as opposed to motivate. And what I mean by that is if you set a goal and you fall short of it, well, you can be demotivated, you can feel like somehow you failed and you haven't hit your your goals and um, you're starting from sort of a negative place when you um, move into the next month or the next year. How objectives are different though is that... Um, objectives are designed to determine behavior. So let me give you an example, and hopefully this will make more sense. It's an example which they give in Measure What Matters as well. Again, I thoroughly recommend um, downloading that book, giving it a read or a listen. But the example they give in there is that when Intel were trying to um, you know, overcome and um, become a, a market leader in the chip manufacturing market, they realized that um, one of their biggest competitors, uh, Toshiba, were starting to you know, outsell them, their tech was better, they were, um, the, the speed of the processors was doubling faster than that was happening at Intel. And also they were losing ground to one of their other competitors in the US as well. So Intel had to come up with something drastic. And they came up with two key results that they knew would, if they could achieve these key results, that um, it would de- determine whether they were going to um, outsell Intel, uh, sorry, Toshiba and um, the nearest, next nearest rival in the US. And those two key results which they set for themselves were to start to sell six and seven figures worth of chips per order. Up to that point, they were selling sort of four, five, you know, and very occasionally six-figure orders of chips um, to their, to their um, wholesalers, whereas Toshiba were consistently selling six and seven-figure sums of chips uh, per order. So, uh, they so Intel knew that if they could start to be get comparable sales um, on on par with what Toshiba were doing, they were at least keeping up with the market, if not starting to um, exceed it. 
The second key result which they looked at was the um, speed of the processes and how quickly, the, uh, more importantly, the speed of the processes, how quickly it was doubling. And at this point, Toshiba were doubling their chip speed every 15 months and Intel were doing it every 18 months. So they were losing out. They were losing ground in terms of the tech. So they set a key result, which was to double the speed of the processes every 12 months. And they knew then that this would be faster than Toshiba and their competitor. And so they would have a better quality product, which then if they were selling more and it was a better quality product, they would outsell their competition. And what they needed was an objective to wrap up these two key results, which they determined for themselves. And so the objective they created was called Operation Crush. Now, the thing is, if you like, and the idea was it would just crush the competition. So it was a fun name, but what it meant was that and where I where I say objectives are more about the behavior, not the action, okay? And there's a subtle difference there. The behaviors meant that if everything that they did within um, Intel had to be geared around, oper- like keep creating those two key results and getting the, moving the business towards Operation Crush. If it didn't get them closer to achieving Operation Crush and beating their competitors, they didn't do it. And it was as simple as that. Now, you notice what's missing from that is a time frame. Um, you'll notice that there's no, you can't say whether, was it realistic or not? Because ultimately, like, how do you determine whether Operation Crush is realistic? Well, their key results were realistic, that's for sure. So the key results are probably more like SMART goals. The objective gives us a North Star, a direction that we need to head in. And so what we do with our clients in Fearless um, Business on the group calls is that once a month, we do a bit of a reset. We figure out what their North Star is going to be that month. What's the one big thing which they want to achieve? Because that will determine their behaviors within their business and the volume of activity which they've got to do. And then we also identify two, three or four key results, which we know are going to get them towards that objective. And so it's all about moving in the momentum and moving in the right direction towards something specific. Okay, so that's just as an introduction. What you're going to hear next, though, is as a part of that um, process, once they've got their um, OKRs defined for the month ahead, we actually do a a hypnosis. So um, we have an amazing um, hypnotherapist uh, coach in the group, Paul Wilson. He runs his own coaching practice. He's really um, grateful to say that he's one of my Um, associate coaches in fearless business. He does a lot of mindset work with clients, very smart guy. So what we do is once we've um, uh, defined what our OKRs are, Paul then locks those in and does a bit of mindset work using some hypnotherapy, um, which is typically about a 10 to 15 minute sort of process. Sometimes it takes longer, um, especially with his private clients. Obviously, it's going to be slightly longer than that. Um, But you'll get a flavor for kind of Um, the language that we use within Fearless Business, how we lock in achieving those OKRs and how we activate people to take action so that they come at it from a really positive um, perspective mindset wise. Uh, We're not looking for to here to like take over the world, but what we're looking for is we just want people to feel good about running their businesses. They want, we want them to feel um, that they, the OKRs that they've set for themselves are achievable and they know how to do it and they feel empowered to do it most importantly. So here we go. I'm going to hand it over to Paul now. Um, Listen in. I hope you enjoy it and do, you know, if you want to join in, find a quiet place. I wouldn't necessarily do this whilst you're driving. So just as a word of caution, Um, but if you want to join in, find a quiet place, sit down, close your eyes and enjoy Paul uh, doing some work on the OKR session. Good afternoon. For those of you that were here 79 days ago on the 4th of January, hopefully you've already got your kind of OKR sorted out for the year. But for those of you that haven't, it doesn't really matter because what we're going to do is going to mix it up a little bit today. Uh, We've talked about, or Robin's talked about lots of different things about 
not pushing yourself and doing what you want to do and thinking about your your compelling reasons to do things. So we're going to kind of focus on that. So what I would like you to do is put your pens and paper and pads and all that kind of stuff. If you're able to and you're happy to, close your eyes. If you don't feel like closing your eyes, just kind of look downwards. And that's for one simple reason. We're visual people and we get most of our stimulus through our eyes. So by closing your eyes or looking downwards, we cut out a lot of distractions. It's that simple. So get yourself comfortable, close your eyes or look downwards, and then just start breathing. Slow and deep and gentle. Nothing forced, just some nice, calm, relaxed breathing. And just focus on your breathing. You can kind of go one, two as you breathe in and out, or you can count to 10 and then starting again. Whatever works for you, just breathe slow and deep and gentle and just relax. And all the stuff we've been talking about and worrying about and being concerned about, just kind of put that to one side for the time being and just focus on relaxing. Just letting go and relaxing. And breathe. Just slow and deep and gentle. Any little knocks, any little niggles, just let them go. If you need to shrug your shoulders a bit, you know, shrug your arms, whatever you need to do, just, you know, flick your fingers around, just do what you need to do. Whatever works for you. And breathe slow and deep and gentle. And whilst you're breathing, I just want you to think about one thing. That one thing is, what is your compelling reason for doing what you're doing? What's the reason that you decided to, to start this business and run this business and help people in the way that you do? And that reason is personal to you. It's not Robin's reason. It's not my reason. It's your reason. Just focus on that simple little question. What's the main reason you started this business? What gives you joy? What gives you pleasure? What gives you the happiness in your business? Just focus on that. Focus on the fun stuff in your business. Stuff that, I don't know, gives you a giggle or puts a smile on your face or makes you feel really good. Bring back some of those really positive memories you have from your business. Focus on the positive aspects of being in business and running your business. And whilst you're doing that, just picture how you want your business to be. We talked about, you know, being a, a 10 and how that feels like. How would it feel like for you to be at a 10 most of the time? How would it feel like to be a 10 in your business most of the time? 
What would that look like? What would that feel like to be a 10 most of the time in your business so that it's fun and enjoyable and exciting? What would it like to be a 10 most of the time? Now, with that in mind, we are the 1st of February today, and we've got another 27 and a half days of this month. Everything we just talked about, where would you like to be on the 28th of February with your business? What would that look like? What would that feel like? Being a 10 most of the time and getting our business where we want it to be in the next month. Just focus on that. And whilst you're thinking about that, you may have that little voice saying, well, you know, there's this and there's that and the other. We're never going to do it. What I want you to say, what I'd like to say is, acknowledge that. Go, yeah, I hear you. But here's a few fun things. Here's a few really great things we can do to overcome those little obstacles. So that on the 28th of February, being a 10 most of the time, we can get where I want to be, where you want to be. And enjoy the month being a 10 most of the time. What would that look like? How would that feel to have this month flow past doing the stuff we want to do, engaging with our business where we want to engage with our business and getting that result on the 28th of February or the 1st of March or thereabouts? And once you've got that picture in your mind, being a 10 most of the time, what steps would we need to take over the next three weeks or so to get us to that result on the 28th of February or thereabouts? How can we do that, those little steps? How can we do those little steps and be a 10 most of the time? So doing stuff in a fun, relaxed, kind happy kind of way most of the time. What's that going to look like? What are those little steps that we need to take between now and then? And how are you going to feel after you've accomplished each of those little steps? How are we going to go from day to day doing each little step to get us to where we want to be? What does that look like? What does that feel like? What does that smell like? Because we want to be a 10 most of the time and get shit done. Because you can do it. Everyone in this community is able to get to where they want to be in a fun, relaxed, calm way, being a 10 most of the time. What I want to do now is I'm going to be quiet for the next few minutes 
And I just want you to focus on where we're going to be at the end of the month and the steps that we're going to take and being mindful that we're going to be at 10 most of the time. Now, before I close this session, I want you to think about something, and you probably know this already. Ideas are like slippery fish. We get them, and unless we catch them immediately, they disappear. So one suggestion I'd like you to think about is making sure that wherever you are, wherever it's feasible, you have a pad and a pen or something that you can capture these ideas. Because I guarantee, and I know we've all done it, we've done something, come up with an idea, and, oh, I'll get that in a minute. Then a minute goes by, and we've forgotten what we've had, we, the idea was. So make sure you're able to capture these ideas, because your subconscious mind is an amazing piece of kit. It's incredibly powerful, and it will throw ideas at you when you least expect it. So when you've got a second, just breathe and start to open your eyes and come back into the room. No rush, take your time. A few more deep breaths, shake it off if you need to and come back into the room. Most of you got your cameras on, so if you just switch them on for a second so I can see you're still with us, that'd be great. Fabulous, thank you so much guys. Uh, Robin, over to you, sir. Right, folks, we're kind of at a natural close there. I'm not going to talk too much for because that was a really nice um, sort of way to end um, the session with what Paul just went through there. Um, take another, what we'll do just before we do wrap up though, take two minutes now just to write down your thoughts based on what Paul said. Mm -hmm.